Hi, Jessica. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so I always do a little introduction. And okay. so I'm scared at this now. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. Um, so today this looks a little bit different because um, you and your partner, Sarah, were gracious enough to let us use your facility in Winter Park. Yes. Um, so for people that are looking at this, that think that this is, you know, a studio, this is not. This is actually where you guys do closings, which looks absolutely beautiful. Thank you. We enjoy um, it. So your partner and you, so Sarah and Jessica Kendrick. Yep. Um, you guys, but it's Sarah Geltz. We're yeah, not Sarah Geltz. It sounds like we're married at that point. <laughs> Sarah no. and Jessica Kendrick. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so you guys own Champion Title. We do. And how long have you owned it for? We launched Champion Title about a little over a year ago now. Why? We just saw a market that really we felt we could move into and make an impact, um, differentiate ourselves because we already have our law firm, Kendrick Law Group, which we've had for over three years now. And we were working with brokers on their business levels at that point, And we really were getting to know the needs that the closing was. And I don't think many people understand what the closing process is. And we thought, both of us coming from marketing backgrounds, you know, um, sat there and were like, how do we differentiate a market that probably needs a little more attention? Okay. Um, so you guys are also both practicing attorneys and you have the law firm. Correct. And what type of law do you guys practice? So Sarah and I specifically practice business and real estate law. And then Sarah also does estate planning and um, asset protection and succession planning. Um, and then we have other attorneys at the law firm that specialize in family law. Mm -hmm. um, we have one joining in a few weeks that comes with 15 plus years experience. And that really will take over our family, family law section. And then we have civil litigation, veterans affairs, and personal injury. Very cool. And so uh, just for the people that are watching this, I want them to know, like, I only met you very recently and, um, Probably the biggest compliment that I've received through this process of doing this podcast was you and I were having a conversation and I'm not sure what the conversation was about, but you said, yeah, I've heard the podcast. And I was like, wow, you know, if you're running multiple businesses <laughs> and we haven't even gotten into the philanthropy projects that you participate on and, and you have the opportunity to listen to podcast, I think, I think that says a lot for what, um, the opportunity that the average real estate professional, mortgage professional, title professional has um, to listen to these things and try to take some information from it. Um, well, but I think that's kudos to you also is, you know, I don't sit there all day on social media and watching podcasts. And I mean, there's not a lot of time in the day. Of course. But, you know, you've had some dynamic guests on your podcast that are people that I want to listen to. And they bring amazing points to the industry and that, the industry really needs to start listening to, like some of the attorneys you've had on, um, so some of the title professionals you've had on. They're the top of their game. And so really, I think it's important that you're really pulling those people and having them on your podcast because they're the ones our industry needs to be listening to. And so when you say that, it, it really strikes a chord with me, and I, I really appreciate it, um, for two things. It's not very often that I've ever heard a title professional compliment another title professional. <laughs> um I, I can't think of that Facebook post that I once read of a title professional complimenting another. That's not, doesn't happen very often. Um, what I see a lot is I see title companies trying to sort of like, um, 
outdo each other with the same sort of thing. Um, but I don't see people doing what you guys are doing, which you guys are sort of drawing a line in the sand and saying, hey, you know, we are the title company that is attorney managed and that will um, that will give the clients this level of service that we are accustomed to giving our law clients and bringing all of that into the real estate world. And, um, and, and part of the problem, I think, is a lot of the conversation with title companies for the longest time has been, what can you do for me? Right. And you guys have sort of flipped the script on that and say, we are just doing the same thing that we do for our law clients. We're going to do it for real estate agents, for other consumers, but we're going to do it in a way that guarantees that you guys are not going to get in trouble and we're not going to get in trouble Correct. either. Um, tell well, I think we all, you know, just to jump in there is complimenting another title professional. If you're doing it right. I mean, Sarah and I sit there all the time and say, okay, that company's doing it right. That law firm's doing it right. And like we should, there's enough business out there that one title company can't own this entire market. It's physically impossible to do a good job and take every bit of real estate business. So we have to work with one another, you know, simultaneous closing. Someone's selling theirs and buying another and they didn't get the same title company. That doesn't always happen. You have to collaborate to make sure that client, which is the real estate agents in our eyes and the buyer sellers have a great experience. It's kind of Sarah and I literally about 18 months ago before we launched this sat and we're like, how do we make title you know, an experience people remember because I have always had a closing that I remembered because it was bad. It was inconvenient. Someone at the table was rude. Um, I didn't get my papers until the day of and me being an attorney want to want to review those papers. Um, and it just always was a you know bad taste in my mouth, which then fell to my realtor who had nothing to do with the bad taste, but it was just a bad taste on the whole process. So really it's that Disney experience. You know, if if you haven't read the whole Disney experience um, on how they do customer service is people remember the two main parts, the first memory and the very last. So when you drive into Disney and at 9.15 a.m. you park and you go into Disney, you have a great time and you come out and you're like, I have absolutely no idea where my car is. That's the part you're going to remember, right? You're hot, you're sweaty, you're running around trying to figure out where your car is. You could go to any Disney professional at that point and say, I came in at 9.15. And they're like, you're in these two rows right there. And they will find your car because they don't want you to have an amazing day. And the last thing you remember is an hour trying to find your car with a screaming sure. kid and hot and all of that. And that's really, you know, title is almost the last thing that happens. You know, the closing table is the last thing. And so that needs to be a memorable experience, even if there's up and downs. There always are. There's there's about 50 hands in the pot you're going to have up and downs. Of course. So that kind of is why it came about. And I think there are quite a few companies out there, especially the attorney managed title ones that, that do it right. And so I, we kind of go back to the fact that this is an attorney managed title company and it's something that I believe in. But if I was to play devil's advocate on right. the whole thing, I would say like if I if I didn't think the attorney managed part of it had any any real role in the overall process, I would say, what difference does it make to be attorney managed? So I could probably spend about 45 minutes on the difference. Um, you got five. I got five? Man! <laughs> um, I think really the biggest thing is the process. So when you look at our processors in our back room, they're paralegals. They've been doing it 15, 20 years. They've seen the bad. They've seen the good. 
they've seen when weird things pop up um, with liens or, you know, a permit not opened. And at that point, they're really proactive to make sure that's accomplished quickly and in the right um, avenue. You know, there's 50 other reasons that having an attorney, the precision, I mean, I think on a weekly basis, we harp on our entire team on like precision and making sure that there are not errors. Can I say we're perfect? Of course not. No one can say that. Um, but that precision and making sure there's multiple eyes on the game to make sure that, like I said, that closing table is as smooth as possible, I think is what really you get in the attorney process. And I know you're having my partner on who likes to really talk about the attorney process. So so I don't want to take that away from her. No, of course not. (laughs) Um, but you did use the word precision three times in there. Precision is not a word that comes up very often in real estate, but words matter. Why do you choose that word? So you've said that you haven't had the best experiences in your life when you are a purchaser. Was there a lack of precision on those? Did it feel sloppy? Did it feel rushed? And that's one of the things that you guys are doing differently now? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, every experience I had, it was someone rushing in late, papers thrown in front of me. You know, my husband is a physician and he didn't want to have to be there at 9 a.m. You know, it's not convenient for him to leave surgery at 9 a.m., but we were forced to close at that time. And it was just little memories like that and the precision that was. And I love that word because it really is the word that should be used more in real estate. We are dealing with details and contracts and dates dates and everything. So precision should be a word that's used more. Um, but it was always just something thrown in front of me and numbers are wrong and things are wrong. Again, this is not me pointing fingers that that happens. It happens in closings. I think everyone has to remember there are so many hands in the pot and you are trying to balance with a lender and things change. But as far as how you react to that change and make sure that that change is as smooth as possible, I think is the precision that a back office with and I'm going to talk more about our back office than anything because that's really who are the superstars out here. I mean, Sarah and I get to, you know, be on podcasts with you and it's see all our clients. It's so glamorous. <laughs> I love it. Um, but really, our back office is the one that makes the impact. And you know, paralegals—they're amazing. They, you know, they've been trained to do this. This is what they're trained to do. I think um, when you guys launched a title company and you decide to start becoming precise about the process. I think that's kind of why you kind of pop up on my peripheral vision. <laughs> and it's it's very, you guys don't do it intentionally in, as a marketing tool. Um, you're doing it because it makes your life easier, the customer's life easier, the lender's life, every, everybody's life easier in the transaction. And one of the things that I think a lot of times real estate agents have um, sort of a... Um, they feel that attorneys can muddy up a deal or they feel that, you know, being having an attorney around is not necessarily the best thing for the deal is because oftentimes attorneys are not looking to be precise. So oftentimes when when you involve an attorney in a real estate transaction, attorneys are used to litigating parties sort of trying to win the same prize, but not everybody kind of wins on the process. And so in real estate, sometimes that makes people scared because it's like, we don't want the buyer and the seller to fight against each other. We don't want to put people against each other. And you guys have said, hey, we're attorney managed, but we're not here 
um, to try to find something wrong with the transaction. We're not here to try to scrutinize a deal and, and not make it close. We're here to facilitate the process and use our experience to spot something ahead of time that someone probably wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to spot until the, until the 11th hour. Is that a fair? I think that's a great assessment of kind of what an attorney managed title company's role is. You know, I think you look at like mediators, for instance, everyone loves a mediation. The mediator comes together and says, okay, we got to get all on the same page. How do we make this so smooth? Mediators are attorneys. So we're kind of playing that awesome role at not having to be on one side or the other and arguing and pointing out we're, we're really bringing all parties together to ensure to our greatest capability that that closes because that's beneficial for all. That's what everyone in the room wants. So the common denominator is everyone wants to close. So how do we get there and how do we get there as smoothly as possible? And and you guys um, also, you know, one of the things that I look for in title companies is that you're strong pillars of the community. And the reason I, I bring that up is a person that's very well established, that's a strong pillar of the community, that has a law practice, um, that has other businesses, you know, it's more likely to care about the entire experience because you're going to run into the customer in public and you don't want them to hit you with a lemon upside the head. Um, no one wants that. Right. And so tell me a little bit about the involvement that you've had personally with sort of this, the greater central Florida area, um, some of the projects that you've been working on. And um, if someone is listening to this that doesn't know where I'm coming from, just this past weekend, you had a big hand in putting big together weekend, yeah. um, the um, Hamlin and Associates Make-A-Wish. Wishmaker's Ball, yeah. Wishmaker's Ball, um, where you guys raised a bunch of money. And so I want you to talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so Sarah and I and my entire firm and everyone in the firm, um, you know, it's kind of like our mission is serving our community. I mean, we're here to serve our community. So that goes with our law practice, with closing company, but more importantly, with really giving back. So this is my third year chairing the Hamlin and Associates Wishmakers Ball that benefits Make-A-Wish. And this year, this past weekend, I'm still coming off of a high on it. Um, We raised $1.47 million and we're almost nearing 1.5 because we're bringing in last minute donations to really hit that amount. Um, But that grants over 185 wishes. So, I mean, the impact that has on our community kids in this area, their wishes. I mean, it, there's studies now that make a wish. It's not just a feel-good moment. That's that's important. It gives a family the opportunity to spend that quality time with their child. And all the children are not terminal, as everyone likes to think. You know, many of them live long, healthy lives, and this was a pivotal moment in their treatment. But now there's truly medical study that a wish can have a medical impact it really shifts the mentality and the psychology of them going through treatment. Having this wish gives them the hope of course. to really flip that. So by having our community come together this weekend and in one night raising that much money, it's pretty unheard of in this area. I mean, that's that's an unheard of number in Central Florida. So we're really making grounds on that. And I think what's so awesome is, and we talked about it before, two years ago, and this is what I love that being – active in the real estate community. Two years ago, I think there might have been one realtor, two realtors in the room, not a lot of presence by brokerages or companies. And this year, I mean, there had to be 
five or six brokerages that were sponsors and 30 plus realtors in the room and just giving and like being a part of it and joining the community and meeting the children and just making that impact. And that's what's so important is to bring together our industry to do all of this and make that impact. Yeah. And I think there's a few things with that. So giving is contagious. Totally Um, contagious. And um, the next thing is I hope that if someone wants to compete, (laughs) they compete in that arena. I think the giving arena is the best arena to compete in. There is, there's so much, a good literature that goes back to um, Carnegie and John Rockefeller and how they would try to outdo each other with philanthropy, mm-hmm. which led to some of the most amazing charity projects that we still have to this day. And and I was just really impressed because, again, you guys have a law firm, you have the title company, which has a few offices, um, and you have your personal life and you're a mom <laughs> and, and your husband is a physician, which is incredibly demanding. And you still found time and find time to be a part of this and make it incredibly successful. Um, double the donations that you guys have received in just a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure next year will be even better. Even bigger and better already. I mean, it's great when the day after someone just gave a ton, they're like, count me in for next year. <laughs> I mean, right away, they're like, next year, let's do this. Let's make it $2 million next year. So it's pretty contagious. And I love how you said the word, let's compete in the giving arena. I challenge everyone to come and compete with us in the giving arena. Um, you know, competition's great. We love it. But this is probably the one area that, like, let's all try to outdo each other. I mean, we're only making – we're making the biggest impact in a community if we're all giving so much and outdoing each other. Yeah, I mean, and and that's something that I think – it doesn't happen enough sometimes in our industry. And it takes the leadership of someone like you to take out this monumental <laughs> project um, to, to kind of show us that we can all do, a, you know, a little something. And um, it, I don't think it's aired yet, but I had, you know, an agent, Tommy Midlow on the podcast last week and him and his wife run a thrift shop called Forsaken, um, which is, for single moms that need help with day-to-day stuff. And then, oh, that's awesome. and then you guys, you know, raise this, you know, one and a half million dollars. So um, it just kind of shows that any, you know, people from different industry and different places in their life can still um, have a tremendous impact. And, and, and that alone was reason that I wanted to have you in here and talk to you. Um, um, but Definitely everything else that Champion Title is doing. I'm very impressed by it. And I hope that someone listening to this reaches out to you guys and decides to start doing business with you for sure. We appreciate that. And also reach out and do philanthropy with us. I mean, we started our own foundation and Sarah chaired our first anti-gala this last year. So within two months, we raised 50 grand for foster children a month before we did 1.5 for Make-A-Wish. And then and, you know, the end of this month, we're doing it for Advent Health Foundation for underinsured children and their needs in the hospital. And so it's just a continuous, you know, reach out, bring it together. Other title companies join. We all don't have to be trying to take each other down. <laughs> um, but competition's good. And let's do it in the giving arena. I really love that. I think that should be one of your new, like, slogans. I'll make it a bumper sticker. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you guys for listening.